This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today, using the discount code HOWIBUILTIT33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net slash liquid. It's also brought to you by SiteLock. I'm sure you know how passionate I am about the ability to utilize WordPress to start and grow a business. However, did you know that the average website experiences 22 attacks per day? That is, if I do some quick math, 8,000 attacks per year per website. Website security is clearly a serious business, and that's why I choose SiteLock. For those of you who don't know, SiteLock is not only the global leader in website security, but they have maintained a dedicated focus on serving the WordPress community. Their automated cloud-based solutions find and fix threats, prevent future attacks, accelerate website performance, improve trust, and protect reputation. Plus, they have an amazing team of US-based security experts that are available to assist 24-7. This combination of technology and expertise allows you and me to focus on our businesses while they ensure our sites and the visitors are protected from cyber threats. Call 855-759-1108 or visit buildpodcast.net slash sitelock today to get a free quote. And as a special bonus, the first 50 people to call will also get a free extra large site lock t-shirt. Hey everybody, my guest this week is Alex Consado of Gravity Forms. So in this episode, we talk about one of the oldest, if not the oldest, uh, premium forms builder for WordPress. And we talk about the research that went into creating such an integral part of any website. We talk about refactoring, automated testing, what it was like creating add-ons for Gravity Forms, and a whole lot more. Uh, And if you enjoy this episode, Alex and I did another kind of bonus episode for uh, Patreon subscribers. So if you like this interview, head over to patreon.com slash howibuiltit and check out the uh, extended interview for subscribers $5 and up. But why don't you listen to this one first because you're here now and it's a really great and free episode so uh and without further ado on with the show hey everybody welcome to another episode of how i built it the podcast that asks how did you build that today my guest is alex consato of gravity forms alex thanks for joining me today uh thank you joe so uh today we are going to talk about gravity forms uh a former guest uh, Jeff Matson reached out to me and mentioned that you guys might be interested on coming on the show. So uh, I'm a big fan of Gravity Forms. I use it for basically all of my web projects. Uh, so uh, I'm really excited to talk to you today. Why don't you start off a little bit with uh, who are you and what is Gravity Forms? Okay. 
So, you know, Joe Wright introduced me. I'm Alex Cansado. I am the lead developer of Gravity Forms. I'm a partner uh, with, you know, most people know Carl Hancock. So I'm his partner, and we have another partner, Kevin Flayhot. The three of us started Gravity Forms probably eight years ago or something like that. Uh, and Gravity Forms is a, is a form plugin for WordPress. And uh, so that's basically... You know, we, get, we got together, the three of us, we used to work together uh, developing websites. And uh, we got together, we formed the company Rocket Genius. And we started, you know, brainstorming ideas. You know, what we always wanted to, to develop a product. And we just didn't know what. And, uh, and a form plugin, you know, came into play. And, uh, and that's, that's basically how we started it. Nice. So you worked with Carl and Kevin before you formed Rocket Genius. Is that right? So Rocket Genius right. is only for your products. Correct. Okay, cool. And I think I know this story already, but can you tell us how you came up with the name Rocket Genius? <laughs> well, that's a funny story. So we worked at, uh, at this company and Carl, Carl was a manager there. And uh, he had, there was a project that he got annoyed with somebody and then he was storming out. I was like, ah, this is not, he meant to say, this is not rocket science. And he said, this is not rocket genius. And, uh, <laughs> and then Kevin was like, oh, that's a catchy name, rocket genius. <laughs> and then he bought the domain and then he just kept the domain for years. And when we started, you know, thinking about forming a company and I was like, how about rocket genius? <laughs> and uh, that's how it started. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. So uh, the takeaway there is that if you hear a good idea for a domain name, buy it. You'll eventually use it somehow, right? I'm like a domain hoarder. Exactly. So I think a lot of people can probably relate to that one. Yes. Yes. So, and then I also see the rocket in the background there. So do Carl has been very uh, open about his affinity for space travel on Twitter, do you share that affinity? So I don't, but Kevin does. Okay. So it's mainly the two of them. You know, <laughs> Kevin is also, you know, I'm sitting actually here in Kevin's office and I have, there is an astronaut looking at me. There is, you know, a few rocket ships behind me here. <laughs> there is like a chair, like an airplane chair. There's all kinds of stuff going on here, but it's mostly the two of them. <laughs> that's that's yeah. funny. Awesome. <laughs> So, and then you guys work out of an office, so you're not like a remote company completely. Right. Not completely. We have, it's probably about half and half. We have six people working here at the office in Virginia Beach and probably, you know, eight people or so they're outside. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, so you formed this company, you decided to make a forms plugin at a time where there was what maybe like one or two small ones there was yeah there was contact form 7 out there the bigger one uh it was c forms for wordpress okay uh those are the two wordpress you know solutions they were more popular at the time but the ones really that we were looking at were the hosted ones and those are the ones that we wanted to kind of bring the same experience to WordPress. Uh, and there were, uh, and it, at the time, it was Wufu was a big one. Mm -hmm. And uh, Formstack is another one that we looked to. We felt like we were, you know, when we formed Rocket Genius, we, were, we, we knew that we wanted to develop a product, but we basically paid the bills by developing websites for clients. And we saw that a form solution was something that was lacking because we wanted something that was good and we weren't happy about using our contact form 7 or C forms. And, um, 
so we 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 had a hard time you know we had we at some projects we used Wufu there was another one that was self-hosted and I forget the name that Kevin really liked to use you basically you'd get the PHP files and you'd install it in your server and uh, and they, but the problem with all those solutions is that they didn't look like WordPress so it was hard for us to move them to our clients because it was a whole new education thing you know try to teach people how to use you know a product that they're not used to so that was the main motivation for us to you know to do this gotcha yeah because i mean training somebody on wordpress just wordpress could be an overwhelming task right i think a lot of my listeners are in the wordpress community but uh so it comes second nature to them but a new user in front of wordpress is difficult so giving them a completely new interface to build their forms as well could be doubly overwhelming so yes uh, so it sounds like you guys did a bit of research. Uh, you looked at uh, Wufu Formstack uh, and what was out there on the market. But it yeah. sounds like this. It sounds like you knew you wanted to do products, and then by doing client work, you saw a need for a good form builder. Exactly. So that was that's that was, uh, and and and. and and from from that, you know, doing something. So we, we, that's something that uh, it made a lot easier for us because we were building a form plugin and we were building it for us. Mm-hmm. We knew what we wanted, and uh, so that making that decision made it a lot made a lot of sense. We didn't really have to, you know, go out and look at all the requirements. We knew the requirements because we yeah. needed it. <laughs> so that that helped us a lot. That's For awesome. Sure. So, yeah. uh, so on that same token, you knew the requirements. You had some clients. Did you bounce ideas off of anybody besides the three of you? Do you have like a mastermind group or anything like yeah, that? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. So. So what? As far as features for as far as features, we basically looked at these other solutions. You know, we looked at C forms, looked at Contacts Form Seven, looked at Wufu Form Stack. And we try to get the things that were good about each of them and bring them into WordPress in a way that, you know, that was a big thing for us. We needed to look like WordPress. It needed to be, you know, second nature. If you know how to use WordPress, you should know how to use Gravity Forms. That was our, our main goal there. Now, Carl became friends with a lot of the theme developers. You know, Jason, uh, Jason Schuler uh, from Press 75 at a time. Uh, Corey Miller from my themes and he got a lot of business advice from them and they helped us you know a lot with marketing in the beginning because they were well known and we were nobody at the time nobody knew about us and uh, so we got a lot of help from them another person that helped me a lot was uh, or helped us a lot uh, was Yoast you know he saw uh, he liked it right off the bat and he gave us a lot of good pointers, especially me, because I was not a WordPress developer and not even a PHP developer. I was a Microsoft guy developing, you know, .NET applications. Wow. So this was my first, really it was funny because I, I didn't even know how to develop in PHP until, you know, we started and we bought a little book. I bought a little book and I read it in a couple of days and then, okay, now I'm a PHP developer. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh so obviously, I made a lot of newbie mistakes, and uh, and Yoast helped me, you know, a lot, you know, guiding me there in the beginning. So so it was uh, very helpful and nice of him. That's that's fantastic. And you you just named uh, 
two previous guests and Corey Miller and Yost. They are both uh, very smart guys and very generous with their time. So it's nice to see that even, you know, ba- back then they were uh, they were doing the same things. So yes. uh, that's fantastic. And so I guess I would love to spend uh, more time than normal on this question because this was your first PHP project, essentially. Right. So so how did you build it? I'd love to know uh, like what it was like starting out and then kind of what your development yeah. stack looks like today because Gravity Forms is huge. I'm sure it's evolved. Like developing yeah. eight years ago versus developing today is like yeah. day and night. Yeah. So yeah, so so me, so basically at the time it was, uh, you know, Kevin was basically paying the bills. He was developing sites you know, for clients and he was getting all the revenue to pay for, you know, to pay for all the bills. And while, you know, and Carl also, while me, I was just tasked to develop this thing. So it was just me uh, developing it and obviously getting, getting uh, as far as direction from Carl and Kevin as well. And he was helping design it. But as far as developing, it was just me. I was a Microsoft, you know, developer guy. So it's, it's, I found it very refreshing, uh, PHP, and especially on top of WordPress, because things became a lot easier development-wise. You know, developing .NET, it's a lot more structured, a lot more, you know, bureaucratic, mm-hmm. if you'd say that. I, a lot of projects, I tended to over-design them, so they took a lot to develop, and a lot of times they got, you know, they got even canned before they went to production because it took so long to develop them. <laughs> so you know, I was a little bit frustrated at the time with that. And so when I started developing Gravity Forms, I did not want to fall into the trap of, hey, this is going to take forever, especially when you know we have Kevin paying all the bills. Like, man, I got to speed this thing up and get this thing ready because you know we need to survive here. Um, so starting off, my thing was I want to get this thing done quickly and I want to do it simply, you know, in a simple way. I don't want to over-design it. And it was very refreshing programming in PHP and WordPress because you get so many, so much things for, you know, so many things for free. Everything was, I felt everything was easy and, uh, and WordPress had done a lot of the work for me. So it was, I had a lot of fun doing it. Now... The thing is, I developed it quickly, and it was simple, and it grew very quickly after we released it, and then that started becoming a problem, because it started growing, 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 and I really didn't really design it in the way that it would, you know, for it to grow, you know, that quickly. Right. And we started developing on top of it, on top of it, and then it started becoming difficult to manage and big and a little, you know, cumbersome. So, so for the past couple of years, we've done a lot of refactoring and, you know, introduced some more of the things that now I wish that I had done in the beginning, you know, <laughs> some more object-oriented approaches mm-hmm. to things. And we've done some of it. Of course, now it's like 10 times harder because you need to maintain backwards compatibility. So when, right. every time you try to do some refactoring on top of, uh, you know, something that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of sites using it, you don't want to break, you know, you know, it's, you have to think twice before changing anything. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we yeah. saw, we saw the effects of that with 4.8, right? in the text widget. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll, yeah. I'll link that in the show notes for anybody who doesn't know what I'm referring to, but. Yeah. If you 
and WordPress does a pretty good job of maintaining long-term backwards compatibility, right? Yes. 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 And we try we try to follow the same that same mentality, you know. I you know, it's a big thing for me. I want to maintain backwards compatibility and you know, we pay the price because everything becomes a lot slower uh, development-wise. You know, it's very easy to implement a feature, but to implement a feature without breaking everything else that you've done before, that's a right. different story. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of uh, follow-ups on that. WordPress, I think at the time of this recording, supports back to 5.3? I'm not going to know, Joe. It's something annoyingly old, right? Uh, uh-huh. um, and so do you find that that kind of affects the way you want to develop, right? Because you can't necessarily use all the features of php 7 yeah. if you want to maintain backwards computer. exactly so so we so we follow wordpress as far as that we take their lead and whatever php version they they support we try to support it as well but yeah i mean it, it's it's hard for us we're going to use the new features but you know it, we can't but at the same time i can i relay i can i can appreciate the, the fact that they are trying to be backwards compatible because you know you know, I have sides too, and I absolutely hate when things break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, so 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 I can understand that, uh, yeah. and uh, and we just we just move forward, uh, you know, with that with, with that in mind. Gotcha. Uh, so so do you think that maintaining backwards compatibility saves you support time, right? Because I mean, if you roll something out that breaks a bunch of sites. I suspect you'll get a lot of support questions. Absolutely. So a lot of the things we do, we, we keep, we, yeah, support is a brutal task, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Everybody that's in software development knows that. And we have a small support team for the size of our users. You know, we have, I don't know, over a million sites and, uh, you know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of clients. And we have... One, two, three, four, five. I think it's a it's a five, uh, you know, people team supporting all these clients. And every time we develop a feature, we keep that in mind. We don't want to introduce any more support burden, you know, to the team. So yeah, so in backwards compatibility is one of them. And uh, and because of, of course, if we develop something that breaks sites, uh, we're gonna pay the price. <laughs> we're gonna get calls. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any, uh, like, a testing? Do you have, like, a testing suite or anything like that? Or Yes, yes. We've started a year, probably a year ago or maybe even longer. We have we started unit tests. Uh, we have a suite, but, but the unit tests mostly cover our API. So when, things, when people are using our APIs, those are, there is a, there is a, a, a unit test suite that... Uh, or suite that that runs every time we we build it, we build Gravity Forms. We have started more recently with acceptance tests, and those are browser tests. And I personally, you know, I'm I'm loving those things, <laughs> and they are already catching a bunch of mistakes that we would have made. Uh, we have two developers. Uh, there are basically tasks, you know, tasks to going back and. We, we're going, we're starting with the, the front-end form, and we have, I'm not going to say, you know, even close to 100%, but we get, we have a pretty good start on, on coverage for the front-end form. And we're going to start with add-ons and the back-end the admin 
with the acceptance test. And they, those things run every time we, uh, we commit a branch. And so we know when things are failing and, and it's, it's going to be very important for us going forward, especially as we grow, you know, so that making sure that we don't break things. Right, right. And, and it's an enormous amount of work. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of work, but it it really starts paying off. As after you after you have after you start getting the coverage up, and we already seen you know a few bugs being caught by the by the tests. That's fantastic. So, and you said that they run on commit, right? Not merge. So you know, even before this thing gets merged into the master branch or the trunk or whatever, uh, I assume you guys are using Git. Uh, Correct. I don't know if that's a fair assumption. That's fair, yeah. Okay, so so you know even before it gets merged that there's a problem with the code. Yes. So we have we have master, we have a a, a major branch, and those are the ones that we keep mo- we we're keeping an eye on. Those we if a test fails and you want obviously on master if a test fails that's a big problem. But if a, even if even for now, uh, right now we're developing two point three, and if a test fails on two point three, then it's also Hey, we need to fix this because that's that's uh, that's going out here soon. Now, the the tasks also run in all the feature branches, you know, the developer branches. And when task fails there, then it's mostly it's not a huge deal because it's still under development, and the the developer is mostly you know, it's just up to the developer to go and fix that fix those. But yeah, but they run on every commit. Gotcha. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot more about the automated testing. Uh, stuff on the show so it's nice to see that that's working its way into the wordpress community now yes it's relatively young compared to other software development you know i'm sure like net probably had stuff like that had stuff back then exactly yeah 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 it's starting here now and and it's 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 very nice it's it is a lot of work to get it up to speed but Mm -hmm. once you get it and you and and, uh and you have something going it's uh it's very nice to have yeah right the time that you spend setting it up is pales in comparison to the amount of time it saves you yes that's that's fantastic so i mean eight years old uh, you have seen lots of versions of wordpress and changes and things like that what kind of uh transformations has gravity forms gone through over you know since it first launched so gravity forms we've added a lot of add-ons and gravity forms itself i wouldn't say has gone obviously it has when we started it, it's funny because it's it's something that we talk about is setting up a website that has you know the wordpress i don't even know which version that was and gravity forms 1.0 to see what that looked like you know back then uh it would be funny to see but gravity forms grew you know, quickly a lot of new features because version 1.0 didn't have a lot. It was a simple version, and we just grew the you know features that really are are you know essential for a form builder. So I wouldn't say it has gone through any transformation in a sense that we haven't rebuilt it or rechanged the way things work. The editor still looks the same. Things still looks you know pretty much the same. Obviously, we've added a lot of features and we've added a lot of add-ons. Code-wise, there has been it, code-wise, it has been hard for us to make any huge transformation because of the backwards compatibility issue. So that has we've we've wanted to do more with it, uh, and we've done some, you know, uh, 
but it's a slow process because you know we are very careful about changing things. We are on 2.3. We are going through, um, I think, the most, uh, the biggest transformation because we're going to change, you know, the database tables. Uh, we're going to rename them. Uh, there is a major change on the way we query uh, entries. You know, major performance enhancements, and uh, and that is the scariest thing that we that we've done so far. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to tell you the truth, but you know we've added tests, we've testing a lot. Uh, we've got we're gonna go through a, a very long, you know, long beta period, but that's gonna be a big transformation. As for in the back, in the back end, yeah, you know, it's not really user facing, but for us here, it's gonna be a major transformation. So you know, other than new plugins and new features and some refactoring. I wouldn't say we have gone through major. It's it, if you take everything together, it's a major transformation, but it's like a progress. Right. Yeah. You, you have uh, incremental steps over. It's an incremental years. step. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, what is your favorite add-on? Out of curiosity. My favorite add-on. Oh my goodness! You put me on the spot now. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I mean, people are gonna kill me for this one, but you know, PayPal is one that. That is, it just, it just gave us so much, you know. I, I remember when we, um, when we started, everybody was talking about, hey, you got to have this PayPal add-on, you got to have this PayPal add-on. And we developed it and our users just came and they just adopted that add-on. And it was, you know, a major point of growth for us. And so, you know, that has, that has a little special place, uh, you know, here. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I, uh, when I first launched WP in one month, I only had Stripe integration because I figured anybody can use a credit card. Like who cares? Like people don't like PayPal that much. Mm-hmm. The very day one, the very first request I got was, Hey, do you accept PayPal? Yeah. So I, I mean, I turned it on and it's about 50, 50 on my site when people buy courses. So yeah, people might kill you, but PayPal is still super duper important. Exactly. Yes, yes. It's, uh, you know, as a developer, it's hard to deal with them sometimes. But, you know, people like to use them. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tease. Uh, so anybody who's enjoying this conversation, you can catch part two over on Patreon at patreon.com slash how I built it. Uh, anybody who subscribes $5 a month or more can hear the rest of this. And I want to get, we will get more into the maybe developing for PayPal in that uh, part of the episode. So uh, we are coming up on time for the uh, main episode, though. So uh, you talked a little okay. bit about your plans for the future, right? You're changing the database. Anything else come to mind for plans for the future of Gravity Forms? One thing that that I want to do is bring our community more, you know, together. Uh, we have a pretty nice community. You know, a lot of people developing, uh, you know, add-ons for us. And we have a good relationship with a lot of them. But I don't feel like we've done you know, enough to promote them, to help, you know, oh, hey, this is, because there's so much, so many features out there that, that basically we are not promoting and, and, uh, and it would be, it would be very nice for, you know, people buying gravity forms to know that, hey, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. And so that's something that, that I want to, that I want to do here soon is have a place where we can showcase third-party add-ons, have a place where, you know, 
it has a list of all of them and you and user can you know you uh you know customers can see them easily and search and and things like that that's uh, that's fantastic and i mean you guys are very developer friendly right i i made a little add-on to uh i essentially set up front-end submissions so people could submit pictures uh to a website and so i just made a little plugin to move pictures from the default uploaded folder and then add them to the media library right uh so mm-hmm. it took me about an hour to code up it was you know you had the right hooks and everything like that it was it was yeah. great and uh, it's a useful little plugin for me so there you go yeah so that i would love to see that that's fantastic yes so cool and uh my favorite question to ask do you have any trade secrets for us <laughs> All right, let's see. I don't have any secrets, but I, there is there are a few things that that I've learned throughout the you know the years of trying to make something happen that might be useful for some for somebody. The big one for me is basically is about commitment. You know, I've I've tried before Rocket Genius. I've tried to get, and I've always I've always wanted to have you know my company and build something, and I've always tried to do it before. Uh, you know, doing it part time. You know, you just work at night. You work whenever you can, and and that's fine because you have to pay the bills. You have to have a job, but as it makes at some point, you have to make a full commitment to the project, and you have to basically go heads on, and uh, and otherwise, otherwise, it just doesn't take off. It just stays in that state where it's almost there, but not quite. So I feel like, you know, for people that are trying to do this and try to create a company, is is it's okay to start with something part time, but you have to know that at some point there's going to have to be a major, you know, leap of faith you're going to have to take, and make some commitment because that's the only way that you're going to get it to work. That was one thing. The other thing that I've that. I've learned that worked for me and for us a lot, and we've touched this before during the interview, is to, when you're trying to find a product to work with, is to maybe try to find one that you need because that makes, uh, makes everything else so much easier as far as you know, the direction for the project and the features. So if you find something that you need yourself, and develop that product that will help you a lot in, in in actually making that product useful for other people because you know you know what needs to be there and third my last one is i put a lot of emphasis myself on getting things done because as a developer it's very hard to finish anything <laughs> you know just getting things out out there and saying oh, hey i'm done it's a big deal and it's you know i don't take that uh, you know, lightly. So I think it's very important for you to start something simple and get it done quickly and get it out there and then build on it instead of trying to build every single feature into it. Obviously, you have to, and that's why it can, it's important for you to build something for you because you're going to know what's really important and what is maybe I can, you know, I can live without this for a little bit here. And I can build this later, so that's that goes hand in hand with that. But you know, developing something simple that can get the job done, you know, eighty percent, and get it out there and get it done, having people use it and get feedback, because basically it never ends. You know, Gravity Forms been out there for eighty years, we're still working on it, and we're not even close <laughs> to done. So it's like it's never gonna end. So 
uh, you know, so get something out there that's useful, but not too, too, you know, too complicated. Otherwise, it's going to take you years to develop. Yeah, I, I love that. So make the commitment, right? I, I feel like I can level with like all of these right now because I just recently at the time of this recording went out on my own with WP in one month and the podcast. And I thought I was kind of managed, like I thought I would have all this time, right? Because I had a full time job and I was doing this on the side and I'm like, great, I'm going to have a lot more time. And my time just filled up. I was like, uh, like, I realized I was neglecting like half of my business. Yes. By having a full time job. So that is great advice. Try to find something that you need is great, too. Uh, I worked in higher ed. And I swear, like the companies that we worked with developed for higher ed just because they knew there was money in it. Like, there's no way that they were actual users of the systems they were developing. Yeah. And get things done. I mean, I have a folder full of half-coded projects that could speak to that one. So (laughs) (laughs) that's great. All right, Alex, thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, you can get more of it over at patreon.com slash how I built it. There is a second part where we dive deep into things like trademark and a few other really interesting topics that we parse out uh, a little bit more. uh, And that is for people who pledge $5 per month or more. Uh, And there's a lot of really great stuff on the Patreon. So uh, go ahead and check it out. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, Again, that's patreon.com slash how I built it. And thanks again so much to our guest, Alex. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Liquid Web and SiteLock. And until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>